Welcome to Talk Tennis, a podcast created specifically for you, the tennis fanatic. Join us each week as we work to elevate your game both on and off the court. We will deliver fresh episodes to keep you up to date with tennis trends and technologies, as well as exclusive interviews with industry experts, current and former pros, and so much more. Here's your host, Michelle. Welcome to Talk Tennis. Today, some of the playtesters are joining to talk about some brand new Prince rackets. So let's jump right in. Today, we have Eric, we have Mark, and we have Chris, and we're here to talk about the Prince Synergy 98, and we're here to talk about the Prince Ripstick. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much. Great to be here. So I want to just kind of jump straight in, and I wanted to start with the Ripstick. Eric, I know you were on that playtest and are, might be the most familiar with that racket out of all of us, but I'm just going to run through some quick specs. And the biggest thing is it does have the O-port technology. It's 11.2 ounces strong, 100 square inch head, 325 swing weight. The RA is at 64, four points head light. It's got a relatively... <laughs> <laughs> I swear. <laughs> okay, bye, Chris. <laughs> uh, the beam thickness is 27, 25.5, and 22. And that string pattern is 16 by 18. Eric, first impressions and what makes this racket unique and sets it apart from others on the market? Well, I would say uh, the cosmetic. Cosmetic is sweet, like super different. Like I mean, I have it right here, actually. Nice. <laughs> Look at you. So it just looks super sweet, like flashy, but then at the same time, like it just looks clean. Um, so I really like it from that aspect. I feel like it's like one of the most unique looking rackets on the market. Um, and then it's a pretty powerful frame for um, being like it's it's not like super um, flexible, but it's relatively flexible compared to like a pure drive. So um, I would say you get still get a good amount of off and a good amount of spin from the the racket. So that's pretty unique um, in itself. It's not super stiff, but it's really like comfortable and it, it just feels it's a good good feeling frame. So. Awesome. And Chris and Booney, did you guys get a chance to hit much? Well, not as much as you did with the Synergy, but how, what were your thoughts on the Ripstick? It's a very nice frame. If you're looking for something soft, comfortable, powerful. Um, I, I think I've mentioned this before. I can't really say that I feel every technology incorporated incorporated into a racket. However, with the Oport technology, that's something that I definitely notice. I feel it's very relevant and it gives you a chance to kind of modify the racket because I feel like it makes the sweet spot bigger or sweeter, however you want to look at it. And for me personally, I like a firmer feeling string bed. So my way to counteract that technology was to increase tension on it. And, you know, like Eric mentioned, it's a pretty lively frame. I felt like I could kind of regulate that off the string bed by upping the tension a little bit on it. And then it, it played pretty much just the way I want to. It still gives me a lot of comfort uh, and still a lively frame, but it feels like it kind of lowered the launch angle a little bit. Just when you have so much string movement, it felt like I was getting so much height over the net. Uh, but other than that, really relevant frame, fun to swing. Works well with a poly just to kind of tame it. Uh, and that was my overall take on the ripstick. Nice. Chris, what about you? Uh, it's got power, power, and a little <laughs> bit more power. Um, also, good access to spin too. Um, yeah, it is a it is a fast swinging racket. I find the ports are really big on this one, and so it cuts through the air super quickly, and that opens up you know good access to spin just because you can swing it so quickly, and then um, also just lots of pace behind the ball. 
It's got uh, a fairly firm beam to it, which is going to help you with power, plus the racket head speed you're going to bring into every shot. So I found it was best suited to me when I was hitting with a lot of spin just because of the powerful response. And like Booney was saying, that sweet spot's big. So even when you're slightly off, the ball is still launching out with a lot of pace and spin helped me get my shots to drop down, stay inside the lines or stay inside the fence <laughs> sometimes. Um, and, uh, you know, it's on my backhand was where I got in trouble because I hit that one a little flatter. So I just had to make sure I was rolling the ball a little bit on the backhand side. And then for a firmer beamed racket, those ports really soften up the response. The string bed plays lively, it plays soft and very forgiving. So, uh, yeah, it's an interesting racket to hit, fun racket to hit. Nice. Now, the one thing that you all have obviously made clear, this is a powerful racket. <laughs> and there were some questions about comparing it to some other powerful rackets. And I also was kind of curious. I wanted to throw out some comparable rackets and see if you guys could compare. So in terms of most powerful 100 square inch rackets, let's uh, throw in... I mean, I always go straight to the Pure Drive. How does it compare in power to the Pure Drive? For me, the Pure Drive, especially the current one, has mm. got a much kind of firmer, uh, it's, it's weird, it's because it's a firm feeling response, but it's also fairly comfortable. I think they've dampened that racket really well. So that one has got, uh, I would say it's like firm and solid, whereas the Ripstick is just lively and forgiving. Okay. And then I know some other comparable rackets that you guys are familiar with. The Technofiber T-Flash 300 could maybe get thrown in there. Um, Clash 100 Tour and maybe even the E-Zone 100. Eric, how do you feel this compares power level to those rackets? Uh, I would say, yeah, I would say it's pretty similar. I would say compared to the Clash 100 Tour, um, it might be a little bit more powerful. Um, that's a pretty... That racket has a lot of pop, but I feel like this might be a little bit taken down. Um, I would compare it pretty similar to like a like an extreme in C. Mm. Maybe uh, you get a lot of power, a lot of spin. So very similar to like that kind of racket. Uh, I would say on the level of like power and, and spin as a whole. Um, the Ezone 100, I haven't hit a ton with, to be honest. Maybe someone can chime in more on that one. Booney, I think you can take it. Yeah. Steam 99. It kind of reminded me of that. And again, it was a launch angle of the string bed, the 1618. So if I'm comparing like pure drive and I string the ripstick up the same as a pure drive and some other rackets, I just feel like you're getting so much more comfort and power off the ripstick because of the port technology. So that's where I feel like you're getting a lot of a source of liveliness or power weight for weight. Those rackets are pretty similar, but it's the string bed. Definitely the access to spin, the launch angle and the comfort hard to beat with that ripstick. I mean, like Chris said, pure drive feels pretty firm and dampened, but this one all the way around is like comfortable, whether you're in the sweet spot or maybe a little outside the sweet spot. Okay. And then some people were asking about the heritage of the ripstick name. And I don't know if you guys know exactly why this racket was deemed a, the ripstick for 2021 but i know there are some ripsticks from the past i don't know too much about the heritage maybe chris you can you can answer that yeah it was always um like a power <clears throat> racket and then this one is designed to be a powerful racket and as we've talked about power a lot <laughs> already um with it you know obviously they succeeded and so that's where the the ripstick name ties in wasn't that kind of around the same time as thundersticks thunder clouds all those rackets they coming out around the same time yeah it was like the morph beam morph beam technology i think was what it was called back then they were longer rackets as well i believe 
And what sort of string setup did you guys find to work best in this racket? I know you guys kind of, some of you already hit on that a little bit, but Eric, maybe circle back to your favorite string and tension in this racket. For sure. Um, so we play tested it with um, Vortex Triad at 52 pounds. Um, it was good, like fresh off the stringer set, uh, off the stringer. Um, but once the string has, you know, lost its tension, um, it's hard to spring a little bit. So had to be careful with that um, and make sure you bump it up a little bit more. Um, I would want to put some Hyper G in there around like 55 pounds <laughs> and uh, really just firm up that string bed and um, get the maximum amount of control out of it. But lots of pops, lots of plows. Yeah, <laughs> just bump that up. Bump that up a little. Yep. <laughs> and and comfort would be just fine, probably, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, comfort would be really good. Um, the O-Ports do a good job at, like, dampening the feel um, to where, you know, it's still comfortable on your arm. And, yeah, uh, no harsh, like, vibrations or anything um, from what I found. So, yeah, still really comfortable, but powerful. Definitely a poly-friendly racket, right? Mm, for sure. One, I think, because you're going to want to add a bit of control from the poly and spin from the poly because <clears throat> it's such a powerful racket. And then two, it is so plush feeling that you can put a firm poly in. And one I haven't tried, but I want to try in there is the uh, the Diablo Prism, just because I think that rainbow mm. <laughs> string bed will look really cool yeah. uh, with all the colors you already have going on on the frame. So stylistically and playability, I think it would work out. I'm curious. I don't know if you're thinking this, Michelle, but Pro Blend in the ribstick? <laughs> That's all I can think about lately. <laughs> I think you get a lot of string movement with that. I think that Kevlar is going to get stuck out of position pretty easy because of that open pattern. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, what do you guys think of the cosmetic? You're for it, against it, neutral. <laughs> it does make a statement. I love it. Nice. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, it stands out on the court, I think. Yeah, and Looks good. Looks good out in the sunlight. Um, we do most of our testing indoors here. Um, but uh, yeah, when you get it outside, I think it really pops and looks looks really beautiful out in the sun. So yeah, nice looking racket. Who should we target this racket to? It sounds like uh, the one thing that I noticed um, just looking at the specs was... Uh, the swing weight was higher than I was expecting based on all the feedback I've heard. And you guys are, you know, it sounds like it swings fairly maneuverable. I was actually surprised it was at 325. I thought it would be much lower. So it sounds like this might be a good racket for intermediates, maybe even someone a bit more beginner. What did you get? What would you guys suggest? I would say intermediate through advanced is a good fit for that racket. And I wouldn't let the swing weight scare you away because it is a really fast racket and I think that is some aerodynamics coming into effect just because you've got those giant ports in the frame it just cuts through really quickly and swinging quickly is not an issue for that racket so yeah nice and maneuverable and actually I think going forwards I'd like to see Prince come out with some heavier rackets with the port technology because I think the ports are going to open up maneuverability and you're going to still enjoy that stability from the you know a heavy static weight so food for thought for the future there. Nice. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. He's back. He's coming Break in. it again. Oh, gosh. <laughs> All right. I'm sure I'll get another invite now. <laughs> no, this just means I have a, a hot date with IT in about a half hour. <laughs> so keep the editors on their toes. Too. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, Darren and I talked about this yesterday, and I was like, I'm going to talk to IT. I'm going to talk to IT, but obviously not fast enough. 
Last question that I wanted to ask you guys about Prince Oport technology. It seems like a very love it, hate it. There doesn't seem to be anyone that's in the middle of an Oport racket. In the past, have you hated it or loved it? And did this increase the love or hate? Eric, how about you? Um, I actually don't really mind the O3 technology. Um, you know, some people get muted, but I, I don't really find that the case. I mean, if it responds off the string bed well, and I can hit the shot that I want to hit, like that's fine with me. Um, but I, I think it's fine. Like it doesn't mute the string, or it doesn't mute the feel off the string bed that much. Um, and you can still throw the ball pretty good. So it, it, they did a good job. Good job. Good balance um, between like comfort and dampness. Nice. Mark, same question. Did you love or hate the O-Ports before? And how do you feel about it now? <laughs> oh, I, I think they work great. Uh, you know, I prefer a firmer feeling string bed. So I figured out with a little trial and error, what I had to do is just increase tension to get the deflection in the string bed, the firmness that I want. Um, for anyone wanting, you know, more power, more comfort, uh, it's hard to to beat that technology. It definitely works. So I don't, I don't hate it at all. Um, I just like a firmer feeling string bed. That's it. Chris, what about you? Um, I'm a traditional beam yeah. kind of guy. I think what the ports bring to my game uh, is really beneficial, but uh, just the feel, feel-wise and interaction of the ball on the strings, I just like that response and feel that I get from a traditional beam racket. I do have one more question I lied. Um, this one snuck in. This There's a player that's using the Phantom 107G, and he loves the spin potential and higher launch angle, and he wanted to know if the ripstick has similar launch angle. I don't know who might be the best one to take that. Eric, you've probably played the most with the ripstick. How'd you find the launch angle to be? I mean, it's, it is a little bit higher. Yeah. Um, you know, with the 1618, it definitely is a little bit higher of a launch angle. I haven't really hit with the 107G that much. I hit it a little bit. Um, it's a pretty similar launch angle. I would say the ripstick's a little bit higher though. Maybe just bump up the tension a little bit more. Um, and I'll kind of dial it back. But yeah, that's kind of my two cents on that. So. Nice. I've hit them both quite a bit. And um, they're, they're actually, both, I hit a fairly loopy ball with both of them. So um, yeah, I would say out of any racket, fairly easy transition coming from that 107G. Okay, let's transition over to the Synergy 98. And I'll just run through the specs real quick on this one. It is 98 square inches, 11.4 ounces strong, four points headlight, 334 swing weight. Uh, the beam is the thickest point is 25 and it, the thinnest point is 21.5. And we have an RA of 60 and an 18 by 18 string pattern. <laughs> so what were you guys' first impressions? hitting with the Synergy. Chris, you can start us out. A really solid uh, playing racket. I liked it on the back end slice. It, it's got some nice swing weight to it and uh, just comes cuts through that shot really well. I thought the string bed gave a, me a lot of bite and control on a slice. On top spin shots, I felt like I was missing a little bit. I like a little bit more um, action on the ball. And so, uh, but still a ton of control when I was hitting flatly. So when I you know, the ball was up high and I was coming into the net. I could drive through it nicely and had good idea of the depth and direction of my shots. So, uh, yeah, very, very solid feel, very different feel to the ripstick. Pretty much the exact opposite, actually. <laughs> yeah. Booney, what about you? 
I have a lot of love for that frame. Really like it. Another great 305 paired with a 98. It's uniqueness, 1818. I agree with Chris on string pattern for me is a little slippery on the forehand side because I'm kind of more loopy on the forehand side. <clears throat> so with a sharp, edgy string, I felt like I was able to catch the ball and play better defense, get a better launch angle out of it. Uh, but overall, the sound of it, just it's so solid. It gave you a little bit of that heavy racket benefit without actually having to swing a 315 or a 320. So just a really good all-court racket. Um, if I can speak for somebody else, uh, another lefty here, um, I, I didn't test it out adding any weight to it, but I bet that racket would really play well adding a little weight here and there to it. So yeah, I, I thought it was just a dynamite racket. Nice. And Eric, I know you didn't hit this one as much as you hit the ripstick, but you did spend some time mm -hmm. with it. It's a little outside of your, what we would call wheelhouse. What did you think? Yeah. Um, I liked it. I, you know, as uh, Mark said, it was, it's a very solid feeling racket. Uh, I definitely liked it on my back end a little more. So it's my flatter shot. So I kind of like driving through with that a little more. The forehand, sometimes the ball end a little bit short. Um, but other than that, uh, from what I hit with it, I mean, it's a nice, solid feeling frame. Yeah. Um, there's been a little bit of buzz already about this racket and the 18 by 18 string pattern seems to be, uh, getting a lot of people questioning how it plays and wanting to get it in their hands to hit with, which is awesome. But we've gotten a lot of questions so far about comparing this racket to the blade 98, 18 by 20. So just to refresh your guys's memory, I'll run those specs by you real quick. That one comes in 11.4 ounces strong, four points headlight. So we're right there. Same 334 swing weight, same 62 RA. So that's only two points higher. The blade does have a thinner beam at 21 millimeter constant beam and the 18 by 20 string pattern. So Mark, I'll start with you. How would you compare these two rackets? I don't understand why anyone would think that they're similar. <laughs> that was the immediate response when I played with that racket. I was like, it's got that blade heavy racket benefit. You know, you're swinging a 305, but it's got stability that's usually reserved for heavier rackets, at least in my experience. So that was definitely the first racket that came to mind. Um, yeah, it's a good comparison. I would say the launch angle is pretty darn similar. I have the same issue with a Blade 1820. Uh, I got to have a sharp, jagged string in there, maybe a thinner 17 gauge, you know, so I can open it up and get a launch angle that'll let me play defense. So yeah, I'd say those are very comparable frames. Chris, what do you think? And then also there's been a lot of questions comparing it also to a Pure Strike 98 18 by 20 and the Speed Pro. What, which ones do you find the most similar and how does it differ? Um, compared to the blade, I think it breathes a little differently. Like most people think of a racket flexing, you know, back when you hit the ball, but you also got to think about the hoop of the racket compressing, you know, as the ball is coming in and being pocketed, it's pulling the hoop in and just the way that racket is breathing and then releasing the ball is a very different feel from the synergy compared to a blade for me, trajectory wise and the pace and kind of shot you're going to hit pretty similar, I would say, but just that your interaction with the ball is different. And then I think once you get into the strike, you're getting into something a bit more, you know, crisper, zippier in and out of the string bed a bit quicker still. So <clears throat> the synergy definitely, you know, has its own unique feel to it. Um, and one thing I didn't talk about is uh, really like that racket on volleys. Um, that you just line up the string bed where you want the ball to go and it just boom it's right in and out really solid response similar to a blade too you're going to get easy to get it in position and then it's nice and stable when you you bunch your shots so uh, yeah good racket when you want to push forward nice eric any comparables or rackets that you would compare this one to 
Um, I would agree, just like Chris said, on the feel. I mean, it does have really good feel on the volleys and stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I would say it's very comparable to a blade as well. So pretty much what the other two said. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> and would you guys put this one in the same power level as those similar rackets that we're discussing or a little less or a little more power? I think it's right in there. I mean, I'd maybe give the strike the slight nod, um, on a, especially on a compact swing. Mm-hmm. But once you've got, you know, a lot of full swing, a lot of tip speed, I, I think it evens out. I would expect to hit the same blitzing 86 mile an hour first serve bomb down the tee with any one of those. That's, that's, that's with the wind behind me. <laughs> now, another question that we've gotten, and I know, Booney, you've brought it up a few times. You may have even brought it up in the video. I can't remember. But there is a uniquely textured aerodynamic surface <laughs> for easier acceleration on this racket. Um, did we find this to be more of a marketing ploy or did you find it to hold up to that definition? I mean, if we're talking breath of a butterfly definition, <laughs> I don't know that it really, you know, made me that much more effective or speedy with my swing. Uh, but yeah, the racket is slippery. It swings through the air nicely. I know it's got a tight pattern that traps a little bit more air, but I, I thought the racket was a pretty fast swing and racket. And again, for even it having a high swing weight, pretty speedy. Yeah. Actually, that was one of my biggest things. I completely agree. When I saw the swing way, I was like, really? I thought it was much lower. <laughs> um, also wanted to hit on the CTS technology. That seems to be a favorite amongst Prince players from the past. And uh, this does have that, which it basically is a thicker beam at one point and thinner in the shaft for more power at the tip and more feel at the, I I don't know, Chris, take it from there. (laughs) You can explain it better. (laughs) So you've got a constant taper system, CTS, it's uh, thicker at the tip and then it gradually makes its way to a a thinnest point right above the the palette, the handle. Um, And what what I think it does nicely is it makes the racket respond well uh, in the upper hoop. And, you know, as we're hitting with spin, we get contact points starts to drift up into that region of the string bed. Um, and so, yeah, good power up there. And then the, all of the Princess rackets right now seem to have a lot of feel, a lot of um, control to them. They're pretty silky smooth. And, I, you know, I don't know if that's a tech stream, um, you know, material kind of mm-hmm. thing going on or if it's part of the C- CTS or if it's a combination of both, but it's working. And let's head on stability real quick because I find that CTS technology to help with the stability. Also, when I'm taking bigger swings at balls, what did you guys think? Eric, did you have any stability issues with this racket? Uh, no issues at all with stability. Um, same with the ripstick too. It's a really solid print. Um, so yeah, I would think stability right up there with, you know, like a blade or a lot of the good frames with uh, pretty relatively high swing weight. So yeah, it's good. Mark, what about you? How was the stability? I never once, uh, never once quivered in my hand. Maybe if you're launching me a rather big first serve, something like that, it might shake a little bit, but again, it just, it rivals the stability of, of typically reserved for a heavier racket. So that was one of the things that impressed me the most about it. Chris, any, any other? Yeah, I would say, um, stability is one of its strengths. So yeah, it's really nice. I think that's one thing I liked as Mark mentioned on a return of serving. And especially when I was attacking the net, that the racket was so solid, I could kind of relax and then just work on placing the ball and let the racket do its thing. So it's, it's nice. Yeah. Nice. Are there any other offerings that we know of that are coming from Prince in the synergy line? In the synergy line? No. Someone also wanted to know if the ripstick would come in an extended racket. That's a good question. 
that would be awesome. Yeah, Prince has a history of making <clears throat> longer rackets. I mean, we have the Phantom uh, long body right now. So, yeah, why not? We could definitely uh, request a hitter <laughs> and see if they'd be willing to uh, to make one for us to try out. I'm curious. I'm not completely certain on this. If it's a Synergy racket, do they all have the constant taper system beam? Um, so all Prince rackets right now, the Phantoms have a CTS as well. Okay, to a degree, they're all flaring. There's yeah, the I'm not yeah. sure on the, uh, the the texturing tools. I'd have to look at those, but uh, definitely the Phantoms have a thicker tip and a thinner at the shaft. Yeah, that CTS beam for these rackets, it's like coming home. I played with a lot of those rackets back in the day, and uh, you know, I don't really know the details about it, how you were explaining how the the racket or the frame kind of collapses in a little bit or um, kind of cups the ball with that CTS beam being thicker up towards the hoop. But it's literally like coming home. I always wondered what these frames would play like with polys. And I think they play awesome between that DB26. A lot of these frames that are, are coming back, you just kind of wonder, well, there were no polys back then. What are they going to play like now? I, I think they play and feel great with a polyester. Yeah, that's a good question that we can answer too. What was your favorite string setup and tension in the Synergy 98? Poly for me, uh, I don't have to go very high. It's a racket I can string under 50 pounds, like 48 pounds with a firm playing poly, and I'm a happy man. <laughs> I've got a frozen boonie, so <laughs> I'm just going to assume he's just like, yep, yeah, me too. <laughs> Eric, did you have any um, string setups in the Synergy 20, or 98 that you enjoyed or stood out? Um, we actually just had a hybrid in ours. So, oh, cool. I mean, it felt fine. <laughs> yeah, just a hybrid uh, poly multi-filament. So. Good worked out. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I think a poly, and I think with that eighteen eighteen string pattern for me, even I could drop tension a little bit and be just fine. <laughs> and even uh, go to a multi. You know, I find like in my rackets in eighteen twenty, my regular playing racket, and I hit with a multi for most of my hit today. You know, way less control issues than I would have, and say like the ripstick, for instance, mm. where I definitely need a poly. The synergy, I I feel like. Um, yeah, more options for string choices. We're going to let Booney back in one more time and hopefully <laughs> almost be. Thanks for letting me back in, coach. <laughs> hopefully he's here to stay. Hopefully we're almost there. I have one more, one more talking point. This was a question generated from the message board that it's really good. And I kind of want to branch off from their question. They're curious to know how the new synergy compares to the phantoms and the tours. What is the closest Prince racket to compare it to? And essentially who is the synergy 98 for? But with that, I thought this might be a good opportunity to kind of break down the different families of Prince rackets in terms of what each one has to offer. I maybe use this as a time to explain all of the families of Prince rackets. So with that being said, who wants to take the lead? I know at one point Eric had you was using a tour as one of his racket of choice. I know. Yeah. So I'm going to lean on Chris because I think he's going to probably explain it really well. <laughs> I was going to go and find Troy Lara. <laughs> <laughs> Should I text him? <laughs> Phone a friend. Excuse me, Troy. <laughs> I do you want to break it down by family and each of us take a family or I don't want to talk forever. It's a lot of rackets. <laughs> yeah. I, know. Um, I can, I can jump into phantoms if you want. Let's do it. So start. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe we start with a simpler question. Who is the synergy 98 for? How does it compare to the phantom line and the tour line? I think the synergy 98 is definitely for me, like an all court kind of players racket. 
So if you're an intermediate through advanced level player and you're looking for something that's going to feel rock solid, um, especially when you're moving inside the court and looking to really drive through the ball, I think it's a, it's a great option. It's going to offer you a firmer feel than something like a, a Phantom, which is really buttery, silky smooth. This is a bit crisper, firmer. Um, and then I think at net where you get that plushness from a phantom and you can kind of like caress the ball and hit the drop volleys the synergy for me is more like that pop volley racket where i just line the strings up and it just comes in and out and and goes kind of where they're pointing so that's separates it from the phantoms for me and and kind of what type of player i think it would be best suited for eric what was the prince racket that you used to call your racket of choice uh the texture tour 100 the three tech how did how would you compare that racket to the Synergy 98? I would say um, it has a little bit more pop and a little higher launch angle. Um, it is more open, like string tires. But you still get pretty good control out of it. Um, you might get a little less spin out of the Synergy compared to that frame as well. But the control is relatively similar. I wouldn't say like the texture board is like pure drive. Um, maybe more like a blade, like 6019. Uh, kind of around there. So you're going to get a little more pop, a little more spin um, compared to the Synergy. The Synergy might be a little bit more like rock salt than the texture towards the 10. Not to say it isn't rock solid, but the Synergy kind of brings it to like a whole nother level. Um, yeah, let's just take a quick crack at <laughs> dialing in each of the families. We can start with the Phantoms. Those ones are pretty easy to distinguish. Chris, if you want to get started on those. The Phantom family... Really plush playing rackets, a lot of feel, really silky smooth, high level of comfort. I think they're best suited for players that like to take a big, healthy swing at the ball, and they're going to generate power from their swings. And then the the Phantom series is really going to give you the feel and control and just that silky smooth, what we call a buttery response on the, on the ball. So that's Phantom in a nutshell for me. It's just that plush, silky smooth feel. Nice. Who wants to take on the tours, Eric or Booney? Well, I know Eric's been playing with that Tour 100 <laughs> 310, so I'm not. <laughs> I think uh, you can speak to that, Eric. Eric, you got it. Yeah, sure. All right. So, <laughs> so it's actually for a family. I would say if you're looking for a racket that you, or like a family kind of where you can get a, a pretty lively response off the string bed um, and get a lot of active spin. Um, I would definitely go with that line. It's not going to be um, quite as flexible as like a Phantom. Um, and the feel, but this, the feel is still pretty, really, really solid. But I would say if you like to hit like, I would like to say like you hit a pretty loopy ball um, and you like to just pin your opponent's feet uh, in the back of the court, I would go with that frame or though that line of family at least. Um, so you get good pop, um, good access to spin compared to like the phantoms which is more like like flexible control oriented you get a little bit more feel out of those um in comparison i think in the tour family as well i don't know if you found this but you can drop down in weight and still get a pretty solid ride out of those tools yeah yeah true true i remember one time i was experimenting and i dropped down to like 45 pounds just for the heck of it and i got like i hit a super super heavy ball and the ball wouldn't fail on me. Like it would just kind of sink into that string bed and load it up with spin. So definitely drop the tension of the poly. Um, I was meaning like if I hit the 290 and it's solid, you know, way more solid than I would expect to rack it with a static weight of that. So mm -hmm. for sure. 
just a good all-court, all-around filling racket. I feel like you can pretty much do anything with it, to be honest. Now, Booney, I'm going to give you the tougher job. We've got a lot of one-offs and kind of um, individual rackets that have their own family right now in the Prince line, including we've got the Ripstick now, we've got the Synergy 98, we have the Twist Power, and we also still have some Warriors. I think that's worth noting because we have we know a lot of people that have played with that racket absolutely love it and can't stop. So where would you kind of fit these rackets in that was a loaded question. <laughs> wow. Well, you know, I've been uh, uh, <laughs> quite a bit lately. I'm kind of basing uh, rackets on weight and then I'll look at their swing weight and stiffness. So, you know, within the Prince line, you know, I don't really feel like at this point they don't have a really modern pure drive like frame. Maybe the ripstick would come the closest it does have a little higher RA. It is a spin machine. Uh, but I, I definitely feel like anything you buy from Prince at this point is going to be a pretty energy absorbing frame, even the tech stream, even the synergies, particularly uh, the phantoms. So a uh, high degree of comfort always with these rackets um, with the spin. I'm definitely going to put the ripstick in the more modern category and the blade. Uh, I'm sorry, the synergy 98 kind of somewhere in between. And then definitely the phantom. Those things are so blade thin, like a sushi chef knife and, this is something that I learned along the way from Chris is that spin window. He was mentioning taking a really aggressive cut at the ball. It's almost with some of those phantom frames, impossible to shank the ball off the beam of the frame. It's just such a thin beam that you can, you know, really take an aggressive cut and close the face of the racket. Uh, so with those rackets, you can probably take the most aggressive swing and uh, get the most controlled response. And then everything else is just, I wouldn't say modern, but you're bumping up the liveliness based on the uh, firmness of the graphite. So. That's kind of the way I feel about those frames or describe them. And then last but not least, we do have some legacy and premier rackets in the Prince lineup. We don't want to forget about those. Actually, we often put one of the legacy rackets in our top rackets for beginners because it's just like all around big head size, lightweight, extra reach, can do a little bit of everything, super comfortable, premium technology. It's like the full package if you're you're just getting into tennis or even if you're a you know a player that doesn't require anything too heavy and you're looking for a little bit of an easy an easy breezy kind of situation on the court. I know Chris, you've taken out the legacy rackets to play with a few times and it's they're fun doubles rackets too. They're really fun rackets to hit. The, I think what separates them from some of the competition is they they offer you a lot of that power and forgiveness, big sweet spots, um, but they offer a lot of comfort too. And so they're really arm-friendly rackets. And along with the comfort, there's a lot of feel. So they're not muted. Like sometimes you get a really dampened racket, overly dampened, and and it feels muted. These, um, these breathe well. They're soft. They're forgiving. And so you still feel connected to the shots. And so what that separates them from other brands, I think, when you get into sort of a game improvement. Um, and yeah, when you're playing with the 110, you know, you can slice and dice and play some dirty dubs with that thing. It's on racket. <laughs> so there's something for everyone in the Prince line of rackets. And hopefully this chat helps explain the new additions to the family. And if you guys do have any questions about any of the rackets, Prince or otherwise, we're always here to answer them. Uh, I kind of have a feeling after this conversation about the Legacy 120, I'm going to see Chris on the other side of the net with a full <laughs> bed of poly in one. 
taking one. Taking. <laughs> That's just the feeling I'm getting. I used, I used to have fun with that 03 silver. Yeah. I put Holly in that. And- I've taken some abuse more than one time from Chris. <laughs> if you want to hear trick shots, you know, you just get one of those things, man. There's so much sweet spot. And with a poly, you can get so much spin. It's just comical. <laughs> Try it out. <laughs> Famous last words. Yeah. Maybe Pablo Cuevas before you know it. <laughs> well, that's all from us at Tennis Warehouse. We're going to end it right there. If you guys have any questions, feel free to reach out. Podcast at tennis-warehouse.com. Thank you guys so much for joining and happy hitting. Thanks again, Michelle. Likewise, that was good stuff. Editing is key, I suppose. Have fun, Darren. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you download your episodes. And be sure to visit our websites for all of the tennis deals at tenniswarehouse.com, tenniswarehouseeurope.com, and tennisonly.com.au. Hope you enjoyed this episode and until next time, happy hitting. It's kind of spotty on the audio there. Are you guys able to hear each other pretty well? It's kind of coming in choppy on my end. <laughs> and then he freezes so he can't respond. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. <laughs>